Wow. Anyways, <laughs> see, but it doesn't start counting. I, don't, I so I never know. I don't okay. know. Three, two, one. All right, go. Welcome to the Nerd Trek Podcast. <laughs> David, you already ruined it. Welcome to the Metro <laughs> Podcast. Uh, we're on episode eight. Um, <laughs> thank you guys for joining us. My name is Jeff. Uh, I'm here with uh, two other guys. Dave and Phil, say hi. Hi. Hey there, everybody. Hey there. We um, we are lucky enough. We have our guest with us. She was she tolerated us for one episode, and she is nice enough to stay for another one i don't know how we did that uh but ayla <laughs> thank you again for sticking with us you're welcome you um than some people i know so <laughs> yes um quick recap i i want to um in case no one heard the other episode because they're idiots and they're not listening to a cool podcast like us um you are a cosplayer you do some fantastic cosplays i know you're kind of well known for uh, a back girl you did your back girl is really good thank you i, I love, love my baby so yeah yeah that's a uh back girl we met you when you did artemis from ready player one you've okay. done uh, what else have you done you've done a lot i have i'm going on almost 25 cosplays now so, wow that's more I than i got since i was like 16 so like seven years i would say at okay least. So, yeah. that's awesome mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah and you do some fantastic stuff um so i appreciate you joining us you are a trekkie um you were talking about uh on our last episode your parents are, are trekkie so basically they pinned you down as a kid and you're like you are watching this and you will appreciate it yeah very much so so hopefully it didn't scar you it didn't scar us i don't know maybe um but thank you for joining us i uh, greatly appreciate it thank you it's fun actually this is a great podcast to be on good well i'm glad i i do hope i i am paying her well to say that (laughs) i'm just kidding i i will see what i can do wink wink about money i can give you <laughs> hey a thousand percent raise on a zero salary yeah that's pretty good all right nice <laughs> oh, all right so welcome right. to episode eight we are going to be uh discussing miri uh star trek episode number eight original air date october 27th 1966 um I, I'm not the biggest fan of this one. Um, a lot of huge plot holes. I, I, I like the A plot, but then there's this weird B plot that never gets answered and it annoys the shit out of me. Um, but what do you guys think? I'm going to start uh, with Ayla. What are your thoughts on this episode? Okay, it definitely has a very different feel than most of the Star Trek episodes. I think that's the way it was filmed and the plot of it, because it's kind of taking place on a second Earth, but everything looks and acts like actual Earth. That you have this huge disease that's killing off everyone. <laughs> so it's a very interesting episode, very different. I think it's an acquired taste, especially when you get used to regular Star Trek. Then you get thrown into Mary. True. Oh yeah. It, if I want, if I wanted different. to hear screaming kids, I would just stay at home. So. Or weird trick, if you will. We're diving into weird trick. <laughs> I'm sorry. The kids on there, they're chanting. I was like, this is horror story type chanting. Children of the Corn. Oh yeah, it's it's straight. Pitch, it's straight pitchforks and brooms and everything, like ready to go. It's like a child, Children of the Corn. Uh-huh. That's what I just said. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't know, you, Dave. What do you think as as the the newbie? Uh, oh, the newbie. Yeah, this was this was weird. Like I kind of understood the idea of okay, they came across this planet, and it's Earth like. I would have been perfectly fine with Earth Earth like. I believe they call it an M class planet in Star Trek. They come across them later. It's one with a similar atmosphere, similar topography. They can survive on them. It's the whole thing. But they literally show a picture of it. And you see, like, Florida go by the <laughs> the screen. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is Florida. the same topography. It's literally like someone put Earth in that little turntable thing from the last episode and spun it around <laughs> <laughs> yep. and made a copy uh, of it. 
and I was, I was, yeah. Well, was and then of, we don't address it. And then they don't address it. Yeah, we, don't we're like, it. wait, wait, wait. We're gonna have this whole thing, but nothing about this random exact replica of Earth. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, it's yeah. definitely weird. It's um. Yeah, and that's what what bothered me is that you you have this plot point, and it's like you don't need some because, like you said, just make say it's Earth like because so they actually use M class as that's the standard Starfleet M class means it's inhabitable for humans. Like we can mm-hmm. go to it basically. That's throughout TNG. I mean everything M class means we can go Earth. on it. It's Earth basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and then yeah. not only that, that's not the only gray area they get into this episode because they kind of play with pedophilia in a way because there's like a girl who's not a girl who's really old but not a girl and i don't know that made me a little uncomfortable watching this one i was like kirk being kirk to someone he shouldn't be kirk to i was like "Eh." (laughs) kirk's getting a little handsy with mariana these episodes are so weird (laughs) (laughs) hey this podcast was your idea Um, I know. I, <laughs> I'm going to start drinking more. Yeah. I'm going to need to drink more just to get through these. Sorry, um, I was helping with that situation either. It's like, she likes you, Kirk. <laughs> like, oh, God, Spock. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah don't take it on. He doesn't know. Like, he knows. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. It's pretty Dude, obvious. Kirk's radar is, like, always on. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't care if she's 300 years old. She looks like she's 13. Come on. Yeah, both of which is kind of yeah. a no-go well, zone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 300 years, she's technically still a child, because we learn they age very slowly. Unbelievable. Right. So, yeah, so People that's kind it. of... Yeah, so that's... There's some weird epi- things in the episode. It just it, it, it bothered me. Um, so basically, the, the episode opens up with... They discover a planet, they say it's Earth-like, and then, yeah, they look at it and they go, oh, look, there's Florida... So, and they say, oh, it's an exact replica of Earth. They beam down and they kind of poke around a little bit. And because there's, so there's a distress call coming out. That's why they go to the planet in the first place. Um, they beam down and they kind of look around and, and Spock's like, oh, this is an exact replica of Earth from the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Convenient. So to, yeah. yeah. Convenient. I, w- I was waiting for him to drop. Hey, are we in Alabama? What's going on? Do I hear banjo music in the background? <laughs> 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 Looks like. No, no offense to anybody that's listening that might live in Alabama now. Thank you. Mm, Do not send me hate mail. They, they, no one from Alabama is listening because they don't have in, the internet. It's fine. You, you can send that hate mail directly to nerdtrickpodcast at gmail dot com. Sorry, attention. We'll forward it to the people who offended you. Um, we but, will make fun of 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 everyone equally, and you can make fun of us. I don't care. We're we're three middle aged white men talking about this, so I'm sure there's something to be made. <laughs> there's if there's not a stereotype there. Then... No, not at all. Okay. However, back to topic. It so... is one of those things like in the Orville, and I know I'll probably bring this up because I love the Orville, even though I'm not a huge Star Trek fan. They have another episode where they go back and it's someplace in the early twenty first century. And I was like, Oh, convenient. And then I was like, Well, this is a Star Trek yeah. thing. They keep visiting planets that like exist in well, the time period they're in oh, yeah. for convenience sake. Which Oh yeah. Like, uh We'll get to a Voyager episode where they time travel back to 1996. Like, oh, surprise. Whoa, what's going on yeah. here? Well, they do it for production reasons. It's like Voyage Home. What? It's like, oh, yeah. it's they're like, oh, we can just go film outside. And it's like, we traveled back in time because you can just go film outside for yeah, super cheap. They just go but to Paramount was, Lot down the street. Yeah. yeah. So this is actually filmed on the same lot um, that the Andy Griffith show used. So it's basically Mayberry. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, That's cool. I think Phil had some sort of an accident. What did you do, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> my cup slamming down on the desk and all my water splashing everywhere. Damn. Oh no! Right. We'll just ignore him then. Um, yeah. So they come down. They're basically saying this is 1960s Earth. They kind of poke around a little bit there, but it's like there's dust everywhere, decay. Um, everything looks like super old. But they're like, well, why is there still a distress signal if everyone's dead? Um, they find a pile of old toys and they find like a tricycle that's broken. They're McCoy's holding it. Um, and then this creature runs out and, and is like haggard and be and old and scarred and deformed. And he runs out saying, that's mine. That's mine. Runs out, tussles with um, McCoy and Kirk. Kirk hits him. I don't know, like 10 times probably. 
Just huge uppercuts, yeah. yeah. He does. He pummels the crap out of that thing. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure we saw the uh, the the patented double fist swing where he cracks it. Yeah, that's Kirk's move, man. It was one of his karate chop in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So they kind of tussle, and then he dies, and they're like, "Well, why didn't hit him that hard? Why was he dead?" Uh-huh. And uh, McCoy says something like, "Oh, it's like he aged a hundred years in thirty Cause, seconds because he's three hundred and something years old. That's why he died." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. Maybe uh, say it we... say it one one more time. No one else talk. <laughs> okay, I was saying that the time had caught up with this guy. That yes. Died. Yes. Okay. Oh, gotcha. I thought you said time cop. I'm like, oh gosh, there's one I don't know very well. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw time cop. Man, I saw it, but yeah. God, it was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um. Yeah, so basically this guy dies, and they're kind of like, well, he had a weird, he, his mentality was like of a child, but he was obviously, you know, super old. So they start looking around, they hear noises, and they kind of do some weird, like, we're going to run over here and look like behind a tree, and then run over here and look behind a building, and then run over here and look around. And um, eventually they find, they hear some noises in a, in a house, they go into a closet, and then that's when we find this girl is in the closet and she's like, and she's, you know, scared to death of them. Don't hurt me. Don't, don't hurt me. Uh, they say, don't worry. We're not going to hurt you. Everything's fine. They sit her down and they're kind of like, okay, well, what's going on? Obviously everyone's dead, but there's like this, you know, teenage girl here. So something's up. Um, so what he sends, uh, he sends Spock and two red shirts out to go look around while they sit and talk to her. We find out her name is Mary. So name of the episode, mm-hmm. um, she's a girl. She starts saying like, Oh, the, the grups were evil. The grups did bad things. And they're like, what are grups? And they're like, you guys, you guys are grups. And they go, Oh, grownups, grownups, grups. And she's like, which I, I kind of did like is, is it does play into this because it's basically they're the, the children are running us. They go, Oh, are you doing a foolie? I needed to know the other rules if I'm going to play a foolie. And they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's these kids have developed, you know, ways of talking because they're basically Got running. Slang. Yeah. Yeah. It's essentially what this episode is, is Lord of the Flies taken to like a extreme yeah. and a full planet of them, yeah. which is kind of interesting. And it will what happens on the planet with the virus and everything kind of ties into the Serenity movie. I know you guys haven't watched Firefly. And not. You're bringing this up again. I uh. will get into it. But they talk about it on the planet Miranda in the Serenity movie is kind of the, a similar idea that a virus ends up wiping out everybody and causing a problem. So we'll get there. We'll get there. I'm, I'm Seven editing years out down every the road. Firefly reference. <laughs> Nerd Aww. Trek presents Firefly. Gone. And it'll take us 15 minutes to record it because this show only lasted one season. Oh, I'm sorry. Ouch, burn. <laughs> I kind of got some Lost Boys vibes from the children. Ooh. Okay. Because the way that they were acting and banging and everything, I'm like, this is kind of like the Lost Boys. They're all acting yeah. like Exactly like that. That's true. I like that. That's a good reference. It is. It's very like kids being kids. We're running the show so we can just do whatever we, we want. Oh, I see you like her reference. I do. <laughs> mm. um, okay, so we see them. So they're talking to Miri. They're trying to figure things out. Uh, Spock with the two red shirts. They're out running around checking things out. Uh, they start to hear giggles and running around. It's very like kind of alien-esque. Like, like the aliens running around, like messing oh. with them. They throw some rocks down on them. Uh, they kind of, they're wandering around. We, you know, we see some hands cleaning off windows, spying on them, uh, but they don't see any, any, but Spock and them don't see anybody. They go back to Kirk and say, there's children out there. We can't find them, but they're basically scurrying away, but there are children on, on the planet. Um, so they, they ask Mary, they're like, is there a place that where the doctors worked where, stuff happened. Can you show us? And she goes, yeah. So they show them. Uh, they go to the scientific lab. Um, they start talking and they're like, basically, well, if there's children here, but everyone's been dead for a long, long time, how are they children? Because who's, what's the term McCoy uses? How do they keep the line going? Right. Yeah, basically, how do they reproduce? Yeah, how become, yeah, As you sorry. enter puberty, if you age and die real fast, how do you 
get a chance to make new people, which yeah. is pretty fair, I feel. <laughs> right. Yeah, good, so question, we, good question. Which they never really answer, I don't think, right? No, so we, 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 we hop skip through a lot of big holes in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what I got from it was that there was nobody reproducing or having children for at least 300 years. Yeah. Because we were getting the whole... Uh, they're aging like what a month every hundred years, and then all the records are from three hundred years back. Yeah, so I guess this would just be then the very, very tail end of the last kids that were born before this whole thing went down. I think that's just what we're seeing here. This is the last of the population. Yeah, well, and that's what. So very quickly they do surmise because Spock basically comes up with it is that. Um, or, and they find some of the paperwork is that the the people who lived there were trying to find a an aging or an anti-aging serum or something. Um, but what they they messed it up. So basically, the children on there um, age one month for every hundred years. So to them, they've only aged three months because it's been three hundred years. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you hit puberty, that's when you can contract it and then you die Game pretty over. quickly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and of course at this point, Kirk's already got like lesions on him, you know, everyone's developing it except for Spock. Um, and of course we get a great line from, you know, Kirk asked, asked McCoy, why do you think Spock's not affected? And he goes, it has to do with his green blood. That, that green damn, blood. that damn green Vulcan blood. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if he's, but you think if he was half human, it would like half affect him or something like slower, but I get what they were saying there in that way. It's not how but, genetics works, David. <laughs> not necessarily but it would have they're using it as a plot device as a plot device it would have made sense to go with a half speed but it is funny because they talk about the older you are when you contract it the faster it goes but the kids turn into these creatures like ridiculously fast and the crew gets it obviously at a very old age and don't progress nearly as fast as the kids do so that was kind of another little plot hole, that, obviously. You say very old age. They're they're in like well, their 30s the in the show. <laughs> no, but yeah, the kids are hundreds of years old. The, That's why they die so fast. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. And the adults are in their whatever, 30s, 40s. I guess that makes sense. I was thinking in terms of actual age, because if they only age a month every hundred years, then the kids are 13 and the adults are 30. You'd think the adults would contract it and die faster. But I guess it depends on how you count aging. Because if the anti-aging works beforehand, then it wouldn't affect them afterwards. Yeah. What I were you saying, Ava? Look at it. In this episode, it's state where it's like Miri has about four weeks when she basically is becoming a woman versus they all have seven days. Okay. 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 I can see that. Um, which, so you saying that brings up a good point. So we do see from when Kirk first meets her, there is kind of this, maybe a first crush or a, a a girl coming into being a woman, kind of this admiration, you know, older male father figure. Um, and Kirk definitely feeds into it. I don't know if I would, I hope they're not from his perspective, aiming it as a romantic thing, but more of like a, you're a father figure. You should kind of do this, but it's definitely from her. And if she's entering puberty, she's got to be what? 12, 13, 14. You really see it when he calls her pretty. Cause she's like pretty. And he's like very pretty. Like you see him drive at home. He knows what the fuck he's doing. Like, trying to feed her ego a little bit to use her to try to get information from her. Yeah, exactly. He's trying to pump yeah. as much out of her as he can, as he can that, for what's going what on, I mean. what's happening, get some cooperation. So yeah, he, definitely, he definitely knows what he's doing. I think he knows why he's doing it, too, because it is that gray area of, like, I don't think he's trying to seduce her, but he is trying to gain her favor and get support and get information out of her and stuff like that. It's a gray area that he obviously has no problem stepping into immediately in any situation. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. So there, so there is a bit of that plays into it. Cause I think it's funny too, later on, he, she wants to be help, uh, kind of helpful. So sh- she's sharpening pencils, um, which is fantastic. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> we had these great scientific, uh, instruments and you need to sharpen some pencils. Yeah. That's what it is. Well, even I think it's Spock makes a point. Which, by the way, I do have to point out even earlier than this. I think this is the first time they have a problem on a planet and everybody comes along. 
Like they beamed down everybody and their mother. Assistant Yeoman was in the group. Like they were like, we're taking everybody. Everybody wanted to check out Earth too. Like <laughs> it was. There's only six of them. Well, except for Uhura. Spock, McCoy, well, Kurt, Rand. Spock, McCoy, Rand, and then the two security officers, right? Two. Yeah. Two red shirts. But it yeah. was my first thought. Like every other episode, they beamed down like one to three people. This was six. Like everybody came along for the ride on this one. Yeah, there's definitely inconsistency in the away teams and TOS because when we hit next gen, it's very like the captain never goes. It's always Riker, Jordy, Data kind of thing. Worf. Or yeah, uh, but it's never Picard. If his ass is on an away team, something is going down, and you know it's serious. Whereas here, it's like Kirk's on every away team. He's like total cowboy style. So. Yeah, it's definitely a different flavor in TOS. Um, can kind of add a little bit, this a little bit, diving into the nerd realm of it. Since I've read some of the books, this might go <laughs> on with it. <laughs> I know, I'm that big of a nerd right now. Um, from what I've found from the books is that he's also not supposed to go on the ground with the teams, but he does it anyway. Yeah. But in the books, he constantly yeah. gets in trouble for it. That sounds like Kirk. <laughs> so, 100%. Yep. Interesting. Cool. Um, so that's basically the a lot of the episodes. So they discover that they've contracted it. They're working. You know, they say don't be. No one else can come down because you'll just get more infected. So they're like, just send us equipment. Um, and again, I don't think. Yeah, um, the whole second and third act. That's pretty much what this just this process of research and trying to figure out what's going on and analysis and finding out where the kids are and yeah. trying to and then the kids like steal the communicators out of the room where they're working in and that doesn't that then eliminates their access to the computers from the ship mm-hmm. which slows right. down the process of trying to find a, a antidote or serum or whatever for it which i do have to point out from a tech perspective as an it person it was very interesting because this is like a precursor to cloud computing these days Everything before was like, we have a cassette, we punch it in, and that's what we get. But this, they actually were like, okay, we're going to beam down stuff, we're going to use the computers on the ship as Mm -hmm. processing power to kind of do our stuff. And so my mind was blown a little bit, like, holy crap, they kind of predicted cloud computing in the 60s, which half of the people that I have working at my company today don't understand when I try and explain it to them. So (laughs) it was kind of a neat thing to me to see that. They also really showcase, I think, the behavior of what you see today of take away the technology, all of a sudden don't know what to do. Yeah, we just lose our minds instantly. That is relatively true, yeah. (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah, it's true, because especially if you're so dependent on it, and then you are. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's, yeah, so rest of the episode, yeah, the, the... the kids take the communicators because they don't want them talking to him. So the other leader of the kids, I, I forget his name, um, which is funny too, because he's, so they're supposed to be prepubescent. So they've got to be like, uh, again, 11, 12, 13, 14, mm-hmm. maybe. But uh, I, I forget his name, but the actor who played him, he was actually like 27 when he played this part. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I was going to bring up that. Um, Kim Darby, who plays Miri, uh, she was the same way. She was in her 20s when she played, and that's why her outfit, uh, their, her costuming is so loose, so it it really hid her form so uh, to, okay. to disguise her age. Yeah. To make her look more like a kid. But it was interesting, because like Kirk goes back and talks to them, he manages to convince Miri to take him back to the kids, and they're stuck almost in this pattern of repeating stuff over and over, and I know as the parent of a three-year-old, like I have to uh, tell Danny all the time, hey, you're stuck. I actually make a joke with her where I'm like, you're stuck, reboot. Like, you're yeah, stuck. <laughs> turn, yourself, <laughs> turn yourself off, re- turn yourself back yeah. on again. Reboot, try again. Yeah. reboot, you're repeating yourself. And she'll yeah. do that too. So I was like watching this episode. I was like, I totally get trying to make sense to people who are just stuck in a repeat pattern and don't like, especially little kids that don't listen. Well, and then Kurt um, proceeds to get the crap beat out of him. Well, I won't lie. If I was Kirk, I probably would have beaten the crap out of some kids at this point. <laughs> oh, I would just start like, wailing on kids. Oh, damn. You're 300 years old. I can beat you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take it like a man. <laughs> what 
what uh, were you going to say, Ayla? I was saying that entire part was like, this is borderline a horror movie. <laughs> it could be. Oh, it yeah, totally they're slamming tables and everything and yelling and they encircle Kirk and yeah. Oh. <laughs> Well, and they kidnap Rand, and so he kind of has to. So there's, there's, and there's a scene a bit earlier on because Mary is fine with them, but then she sees Kirk and Rand talking because Rand gets a lesion on her leg, and she's like, "Don't look at me, I'm not beautiful anymore," or something. And so Mary sees them talking and being more close, and she's and she gets jealous, and so she runs back to the kids. Well, the line she's like, well, now, now I'm on your side. So the line she actually uses, which kind of ties into those previous episodes, is she's like, on the ship, I always tried to make you look at my legs. Now yeah. I want you to look at my legs. And he looks, and there's those lesions and stuff on it. So they definitely, like in previous episodes, they've alluded to the idea that they have this forbidden or undeclared romance that they're supposed to be going through that they're both denying, mm-hmm. which we saw in The Enemy Within when Evil Kirk was like, we've been denying yeah, this for too long. Yeah, trying to get yeah. with well, human Rand. Yeah. But then I have to wonder again, what's the production order? Was this before, after? I mean, not that it matters, but it's kind of curious. So this one is out of order as well. This is episode. Shocker. Uh, this is a later. This is episode 10 in the production order and episode 8 to air. So this was filmed after Enemy Within. Oh, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this yeah, is Enemy, Enemy Within being assaulted. Is, is five. Yeah. And Mary jumps all the way to 12. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so yeah, they had planned on this being after that, so it's kind of a callback to that, which was kind of neat in a way, but a little disturbing. So, in others. And it's and it's just yeah. it doesn't it doesn't help with the consistency issue because yeah. this they out of the air date being out of sync with the production order throws things off so much because we'll have coming up we'll uh, in a couple of episodes the Corbinite remover it's the tenth episode to air but it was the third in production. So we're yeah. going to have some more inconsistencies there. And we've seen this episode Ooh. after episode because it's like all of a sudden the star date will go back to like 1512 versus like 2700 where we're at now. Well, I mm. think we, we looked that up. I looked that up a little while ago because I was curious. Apparently the star dates mean shit. Like they told yeah. them just pick four <sighs> numbers and throw them together and put a point something after it. And then at least for TOS, they just made them up. And they're like, in the same episode, they care that it's after that. But episode mm-hmm. to episode, they, they don't give a flying fuck. Like, in TNG, yeah. I think they... They, they really don't matter until we get to Next Generation and beyond. Because yeah, that gen will tell it. you, the start yeah. date will kind of give you an idea of what season we're in. And mm-hmm. then they segment that. But, yeah, it, even here, they try and keep it roughly in line with their production dates look okay. But for air, yeah, it's just all over the damn place. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's kind of basically the episode is that then he convinces the kids. He's like, well, you blame the grubs for being evil and mean, but now you're killing and hurting people, so aren't you just as bad as the grubs? And they're like, okay, yeah, I guess. Um, So he convinces them. And um, good fact, so when he comes – so during this whole time, Spock and McCoy are working on an antidote. Um, At this point, they have one ready, um, but it's just kind of sitting there, but they can't communicate with the – the the ship because they want to test it but so spock well, needs to go check on kirk what so even better it's not an antidote and you'll i hope you'll back me up if this is a medical person they call it a vaccine which if i understand did they use the term vaccine that, or did they use the term serum no they use vaccine over and over and it bothered me a little bit because vaccines have to be applied before you have the disease uh, or they right. do nothing that's the whole point of a vaccine I don't but, know why I had it stuck in my head. They said ant- uh, well, that they said serum. I've noticed that, especially in sci-fi and stuff, but they like to interchange those words, vaccine, um, serum. Yeah, they're like, very... They just kind of consider them all the same. And I'm like, no, those are completely different. But... Yeah, so, they're very different. <laughs> yes. If it's a vaccine, it's to prevent you from getting something. If you already have it, mm-hmm. then it should be the antidote or a serum, I guess. But yeah, that bothered mm-hmm. me a little bit, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they do that. Spock runs off. McCoy just injects himself. He screams and falls down. Kirk comes in carrying a kid. Um, interesting. That's actually William Shatner's daughter that he's carrying in. Um, well, they come that, in and look. 
that's interesting note we do get the typical yeah 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 like they literally decided to throw that oh i wanted to throw punch a kid through my screen right there. <laughs> just like talk about tropes that is the most tropey thing kids mm-hmm. can possibly do to annoy adults is yeah yeah and then yeah yeah well so over 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 so so we phil phil dave and i have kids and ayla does this make you want to have kids or you're just like nope i'm done because they're just evil children of the corn <laughs> i already work with kids so i'm like oh <laughs> so you're already you're done <laughs> i do have to admit that was my alternate uh title for this episode was the best form of birth control <laughs> <laughs> hilariously i had a conversation with one of my instructors in college about that and she said yeah teaching is the best form of birth control oh i've heard that over and over nice <laughs> So okay, so I think we have two things that we have that we have to keep Dave around for is the <laughs> the Dave meter rating of of the episodes, and mm-hmm. then his his alternate titles. Oh yes, that's that's all we're keeping him around for. Hey, not it. And uh-huh. and a kill count and the IT stuff and his his bubbly personality. Oh, thank you. All of the above. Okay, so they they rush in. They bend down to to McCoy. And they're like, oh, he just injected himself. And then they go, oh, look, uh, the lesions are fading. And through a fabulous special effect, um, mm-hmm. they start to shrink. Um, so, yay, everyone's great. Um, they inject themselves, and they're back. Then they're back up on the bridge with Rand and Kirk. And they go, oh, I can't believe we just left them there. They're just children. And they go, ah, they'll be fine. We're going to send some teachers and a and a something and they're like we, they just left the children there yeah they'll yeah. be fine they're fine we left some food out they got a month's worth of food they're fine <laughs> i mean if you also think about it they've been on their own for hundreds of years at this point so. yeah well that's sure. true but it kind of it kind of ties me back to the original idea of like they say in the opening that they're going where no man has gone before so the idea is they're <laughs> supposed to be on the edge of space is it they had a month's worth of food. It's going to take less than a month to get people out there with supplies and stuff. Like, but the whole idea is they're supposed to be way out there on the edge of space. Yeah, they have warp drive. That's all you need. Ugh, that's such a cheap answer. It's right. such, such a bullshit answer. It's like this. It's like Star Wars going. Uh, it's it's the Force. Uh, Star Wars. Metachlorians. Oh, fuck you and your metachlorians. There <laughs> <laughs> we go. Don't you bring that back at me. I was going to say, the Force is a totally different idea in the spiritual realm. You're not telling me that spiritual Force ghosts are bringing food to these kids. You can't. You don't know that. You don't know that. I think we do. Don't put your beliefs on them. Here's the best thing I ever heard. Star Trek is science fiction. Star Wars is space fantasy. And I I definitely confer to that. Like, Star Wars is very fantasy-based with spiritualism and the Force and all that stuff. Star Trek has to adhere to tighter boundaries because it's trying to be realistic. Right. And you failed gloriously this episode. Just gloriously. (laughs) Well, and this goes back to the whole plot point of, oh, we've, we've found an exact duplica of Earth from the 1960s, but we will never mention it again. Yeah. This is not a problem. Carry on, everybody. Uh, Carry on. Yeah. As you want. Yeah. So. And how people got to this earth in the first place? If they were brought there from our earth? Exactly. Who cares? Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm curious about this. Hold on. Where you all come from? Yeah. It's like, were they, are they from a parallel universe? Are they aliens who just statistically there's another earth i it's that that's what bothered me about this is that like i i do like the whole disease plot of like oh we got to figure this out but then like you but you created this duplicate earth and it goes nowhere and it bothers me well again it would have been so easy to fix just don't have it be the same topography it's a similar earth it's an m-class planet, planet. that's it exploring the deepest is a fate deep sections of space you would hit a point where you find other m-class planets but they had to like show florida go by on the screen i'm like well now i need to know mm-hmm. how florida got there like <laughs> i mean also you have to look at budgets like that they had the budget to make it look different or was... well they spent yeah. the money to make it look like earth I don't, well, well i don't know if they use if they had stock footage for that or if they had to 
Well, I also don't know mm. if that was the Netflix CGI updates because we did watch this on Netflix with the CGI updates. But if you're doing the updates, no. you'd think they would change the topography because they have the CGI capabilities nowadays. Yeah. Huh. Okay, can I pause everybody real fast right here? Uh, okay. I know we've talked about this before. I didn't know if we wanted to hit on it again. Uh, after the filming of this episode is when Grace Lee Whitney claims mm-hmm. to have been sexually assaulted and this is the final episode she filmed Aww. we've touched it before do we want to talk about it again or I let it go with what we've said I think we should touch on it at least momentarily <sighs> i just I didn't. we've talked, we we have talked a, about it in past episodes i didn't know how we wanted to well, handle it we have but we have a special guest on this time i figure we should touch it it's an interesting note to say like this is the last episode when that yeah, happened we could do that we can reference yeah. back to what we've talked about before okay yeah well, so do you know the whole story about Grace Lee Whitney and, and Rand and all that? This part is new to me. I am not going to lie. Okay. okay. So Take we... it away, Trekkies. <laughs> Phil, you go ahead. Um, so it's basically Grace Lee Whitney had, after the filming of this episode, they had a basically like a cast party every week after they filmed an episode. And it was at the end of this episode during the cast party, she claims to that she was sexually assaulted by an executive who most people assume to be Roddenberry. Um, they do yeah, think it was Roddenberry? That's what I heard. That's, oh, that's why I, that's why I put it in quotes. Um, but she, she says in her book, it was just an executive. Um, and then she was fired right after this. And some people were saying it was because of this incident while production and everything were like, no, we're just trying to cut costs yet they bring in Nurse Chapel and all this other stuff. So her firing was a, a load of crap, basically, to probably, to most likely cover up something. Yeah. And we we just did the episode of The Enemy Within, which is a couple of episodes before this, where is where Kirk is split into two and evil Kirk sexually assaults her. So we talked about it then, basically, which then after the actress, Grace Lee Whitney, was assaulted – then that led to like a good 20 years of, you know, alcohol, drug addiction, coping yeah. with it and all that. So it's spiraling like, down to ultimately yeah. that's, what, and, that's what killed and, her. And Rand uh, is a fan favorite. She was a great character. Uh, it just, they just kind of tossed her aside. Yeah. I think that's more than possible that could have happened just mm-hmm. because it's unfortunately a really common thing that happens within Hollywood. And, yeah, and I mean, she did get to come back because she appeared in was motion it, picture when she came back. Five, was it the first one or was it later motion? It was uh, the motion picture. She came back. TMP. Okay. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't realize she came back. I just saw it. Yeah. She so comes back as a lieutenant, I think. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. No, so. but you're absolutely right. Ayla. It's a, it's, you know, it, with everything the past couple of years and it's like, it still happens now. It happened five years ago. It happened, I'm sure it happened 50 years ago. Oh, she was sure a Voyager, it's... too. What? They, they have an episode, they flash back. Um, it's a time travel episode. And they go back to the bridge of the Excelsior with Captain Sulu commanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tuvok was a lieutenant or ensign back then. He was. And, uh, and Yeoman Rand is, well, Lieutenant Rand. Uh, wow, that's is, some is real. in charge of the bridge. Yeah, that's, that's some real tie together shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, part of it too is because the actor Tim Russ, who plays Tuvok in Voyager, he was an actor in He's Star Trek Six. So he was in Six. He was in an episode six. of Next Gen. Yeah. He was in an episode of DS Nine. Mm. Yeah, he's had four or five different character roles. Yeah, so I'm just saying, yeah. though, that's that's the tying together of series that we haven't seen since like uh, until like Marvel Studios and the Avengers. Like, <laughs> yeah, Trek has, okay. Trek has their favorites, and we'll yeah. see oh, yeah. repeat characters, especially when we hit next gen. They'll play multiple yeah. roles over multiple series. Yeah. It's like Doctor Who. They'll come in for different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so going back to Rand, it's just, you know, it's hard. Like, so obviously None of us were there. We don't know. I'm going to take her word for it. I don't know why she would make it up. I, I would, so I'm yeah. taking her word for it. You know, that if it happened, it happened. I can see it happening. Um, it said, I like Rand as a character. I do. I like, because, you know, you get Nichelle Nichols, who is a very prominent black woman on screen. 
screen and you've got chapel as a nurse and you've got Rand. It's like, and I don't, you're losing a key character and she's a fan favorite. Even till now, she still has like a, like a Rand fan booth at conventions. I've seen yeah, it. She, she just passed away a couple of years ago too. Yeah. I, I remember and that. She happened. was very active on the con circuit all the way up until just right before she passed. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I just, I, I, I wish I could have shut down, you know, a better for, her. um, yeah, I don't know. That's all I got. Yeah, same. Well, we can go back to the episode now. now that yeah. We've... <laughs> well, that's basically now how that the episode ends. Everyone thoroughly. No. <laughs> um, that's basically how the episode ends. They say, "Okay, we cured everybody. Uh, we're going to send some teachers and stuff to go help the kids. Uh, we go on our merry way. That's it." So uh, let's wrap this up. We'll start uh, with Ayla. Final thoughts on the episode. Um, you guys are right. Definitely a lot of plot holes. I'm not going <laughs> to say I didn't enjoy it. It was still a very enjoyable episode to watch. Um, I'm saying in some ways less cheesy than the last episode. A little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. But that's me looking at the filming style, looking at the set. The set looked a lot more real because most of it was not built by them. Unlike the last episode, I know for a fact they built almost all of it themselves. So in the way of visual I liked it I liked some of the plot points in it But there were a lot of plot holes And things they could have revisited Later on in the series Yeah Yeah, I understand that What do you guys say, Phil? Yeah, I'm pretty much in the same book It's definitely Yeah, it's it's a whatever It's definitely not going to be the worst episode We have, it's definitely not going to be the best That's true Um we didn't have Scotty, Sulu, or her in the episode. So, I mean, we're still not quite the full ensemble cast. Um, but it was it was really good to see. I think we talked earlier. Uh, uh, Ro- um, I'm sorry, not Roddenberry. Um, Shatner's daughters coming in and, as a couple of the kids no. and guest starring. And uh, I saw a thing that Leonard Nimoy was also encouraged to bring his kids to take part in those scenes and he purposefully was like no i'm not getting my kids involved in show business at all um, especially at that young of an age which is pretty yeah. ironic because his son adam would mm-hmm. go on to direct um, a couple of episodes of next generation oh, and he's married and funny too? enough who his uh, his son adam yeah you don't know who who he's married to come on somebody like I'm gonna know <laughs> Terry Farrell really he's married Wait, to Terry that? Farrell that's awesome Jed Zia Dax, Dax. Yep. that's okay, so old cool people tell me who that is uh, she's in DS9 uh, Deep, Deep Space Nine oh the okay. with the, all the spots the, yeah spots go all the way down they go all the way down that's right oh okay see yeah that's all my sense. yeah, yeah so and one of the sorry. one of the uh, episodes that Adam directed one of the episodes that Adam directed is Rascals which is also a kids episode, funny enough. It's where uh, Guinan, Guinan, Picard, Keiko, yes. Ryan uh, all have a transporter accident and end up <laughs> turning into kids. Yeah. I like that episode. That's a freaking great episode. I love it. Oh. Yeah, it's okay. classic. The ship gets taken over. They take it back. It's great. I love it. Yeah. One of my favorite episodes. That's a good one. So, yeah, all right, so overall, Dave. Eh. All right, Dave, time for judgment. Oh, <laughs> I would say on the Davo meter, this ranks at about a two. Um, I have very, I have very low tolerance for plot holes, especially ones this wide and gaping, Um, especially in a series like Star Trek that was very forward thinking and seemed to put a lot of thought into their scientific prowess on the show or scientific advancement. I can forgive things like, oh, we're using cassettes still because they just didn't kind of understand that. Um, oddly enough, the cloud computing thing impresses me a bit, which is why this isn't like a one. <laughs> um, wow. But the rest of it is just crap. It's so much crap. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's definitely where I would rank this one. Uh, Ayla, what do you think? Mm, this one, I'm also going to give it probably six and a half. Okay. Forgiving than I am. I'm not like I said, it was enjoyable for me to watch. 
there were plot holes. I did not catch on to the medical part that you pointed out. Now that you point that out, I'm like, mm, that's another. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I found it was something that I felt was more complex than some of the Star Trek episodes, that there were more details that you had to pay attention to. So it was more signs like, okay, kind of have to pay attention to this one a little more. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I did like the, because like I said, I like the whole virus, kids living forever, kind of Lord of the Flies, Peter Pan, Lost Boys vibe that you guys all talked about. I just, that damn duplicate earth, it just bothered me the entire time. It just did. It really is. Like I said, all they had to do was change the topography and they would have been set, but they... Yeah. Throw any generic landmass and some water down, and it would have been good to go. Also, yeah, exactly. Earth, and you do nothing with it after this. Yeah, they don't. It just goes away. Yeah, it yeah. just magically goes away. It's like, well, that uh, too. Yeah, if it was a something that they had developed more and been like, there's this weird Earth, and we go back to it, and who knows, or talk about it, or try to investigate what causes it. Yeah, it'd be a whole different story. But yeah. Well, there's another ref is exactly the same. Don't worry about that. Just set that off to the side. You don't see it. <laughs> yeah. Please please sure. ignore the man behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah, and funny enough, um, I was looking at some previous footage from the original broadcast, and it's still Earth. It's just not as crisp and as clear as the uprendered version that we get on the uh, Netflix. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's it's definitely still they fly over the US. Like Yeah. Florida. Florida ruining they're it's they're ruining oh, yeah. things in space too now. Yeah. Um. Okay. So that's the episode, Miri. Um. I don't. Okay. Oh, sorry. But before we go to update our death count, so there were two red shirts oh, that yes. beamed down with them. I they didn't die. They just kind of don't show up for a lot of the episode, do they? Yeah. I don't remember them dying. No. That was one thing that bothered me throughout the whole thing. You see them when they beam down, and then they just disappear. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. The core, the core group takes over, and well, maybe they beamed back and they did their flashing lights decontamination thing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> yes, you and I know work. that, but apparently they didn't know that on the show because it doesn't. No. Um, so okay, I'm. So we're not, we're not going to count that as deaths. We can't count okay. that as rich. That's yeah. if they didn't appear. Um, but there were two. There were two planet in inhabitant deaths, correct? Well, right, the one that Kirk, the one that Kirk killed. A creature that, that comes running out and Kirk beats the shit out of. Yeah, yeah, that's one. And then there's a woman later on when in that group of kids. She, they yeah. yeah, so there's two that I know of. Yeah, there was just two of them. None of the crew died, right? We didn't have any no, no crew deaths this time. At least to the okay. best of our knowledge. So that would bring our crew deaths to 19, our not crew deaths to 35, our red shirts to 2, which would bring our total to 56 killed in the course of 8 episodes. So their yeah. their track record is getting better. They're a little less psychopath murdery. Oh man, these are rookie uh, numbers. We got to get these numbers <laughs> pumped up. <laughs> got to pump up those numbers, man. Those are rookie numbers in this bracket. Come on, you need to try try harder. Exactly. Uh, okay, so good. That's Miri. Um, that's that. So I, like I said, I, I, I like the plot about the the disease, but the other crap and yeah, whatever. Um, so uh, I would like to thank our guest uh, Ayla for joining us. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, let me have you plug your cosplay and social media stuff one more time. Go for it. All right. Once again, you guys can find me on Instagram at Mirror Dream. So M E R E. D-R-E-A-M. Please check her out. She does some fantastic cosplays. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Artemis from Ready Player One, Batgirl. Um, I know you've done some Disney ones like Alice, I think, right? Yeah, I did a pinup version of Alice in Wonderland. I've done Elsa. That was actually one of my first ones. Um, That's right. That's cool. Yeah, so, right now I'm a left scent. So, yeah. Nice. Good choice because it's coming out soon. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So definitely check her out. She's got some fantastic cosplays. Um, if you see it or con, go say hi. You can be a trucky with her and nerd out. Um, Don't bite 90% of the time. 90. That's pretty good odds. I'll take that. Yeah. That's, that's not bad. 10%? You, maybe she, she, like she's having a bad day. I don't know. 
me off. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, well, thank you for listening to us. This is the Nerd Trek Podcast. Uh, we'll be back again talking about whatever episode's next. I don't even know at this point. Um, we're nine episodes oh, in. Next up is Dag- Dagger of the Mind. Dagger of the Dagger Mind. Dagger of the Mind. Yeah. yeah. I think we're... So now we're kind of getting into some really good ones. We've got Dagger coming up. We've got The Menagerie. Uh, uh, Bounce of Terror, first episode of the uh, Romulans. Galileo 7, Squire of Gothos, Arena. So we've, we've got some good ones coming up. You definitely uh, want to tune in next week, not to have any spoilers, but it's the first mind meld we get what? from Spock. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Stuff to look forward to, see? Yeah. It is. So st- uh, stick with us. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for, I appreciate it. This is Jeff. Uh, I don't know. I'm just rambling. All right. <laughs> I'll go thanks ahead for listening, guys. You, you, Dave, do your thing. All right, so you can send us an email at nerdtrekpodcast at gmail.com if you have any comments or complaints or anything we got wrong. Let us know. We want to hear from you. We'll respond to everybody, I promise. You can even have your review. Give us a review, preferably five stars. We'll read your review on the air, I promise, on this podcast. Um, and check us out. We're at Nerd Trek Podcast on Instagram as well as on Facebook. Um, a couple of extras this time. Jeff and I have a Friends with Cosplay at uh, on Instagram as well as on Facebook. I'm he's Nerd Trek on Instagram. I'm DVS Cosplay as well on Instagram. You can check out some of our stuff there. We've got cosplays coming out. Um, I appreciated Ayla saying she's doing Maleficent. I'm actually working on a Maleficent Mal and Hades costume from Descendants that'll be wow. at LACC hopefully. Um, at least by, by that with Lucky smoking bastard. hair and lights and all that shit. Uh, <laughs> I, I sadly on. will not be at LACC this year. I'm very sad oh. about it. I have my my fingers hurt from working on leather work on Hades costume. <laughs> it's sad. But send us an email. We'll respond. We'll read your review on the air. Give us five stars. It's it's please 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 contact please, us. <laughs> please. We would love. This to is hear all we have. <laughs> and uh, thank you Ayla again for being on the podcast you've been a great guest we would love to have yeah, you on again you very in the much. future thank absolutely you. this was a great podcast to be on oh thank, thank you. you Oh, she's lying to us no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Th- thank you very much we, we do greatly appreciate it uh, always great to find other nerds uh, Trekkies cosplayers I mean everything so, so thank you very much you're welcome thank you guys for having me on Anytime. All right, Jeff, Jeff, Uh, go ahead and close us out. That's it. Thank you guys. Uh, Tune in next time. uh, Thanks for listening to us. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.